You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, we come to Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. Paul writes this, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Paul here is highlighting to the Philippian church that his imprisonment is actually something that God has used for the further advancement of the gospel. The gospel is is not something that can be put behind bars or put in chains. The gospel will go forth no matter what. If Paul was a free man, it would go forth. If Paul was put in prison, God would see to it that it went forth even all the more. That is the power of the gospel. And so whether we are in a in a um, relatively easy situation or in a difficult situation, the gospel can go forth. And what I want to highlight in this passage is verse 14. Verse 14 uh, says that evidently because of Paul's imprisonment and because the gospel was going forth in prison and changing lives in prison, that the other believers who were in prison uh, were strengthened by this. They, They were emboldened by this. And so seeing a brother persecuted for Christ and seeing Christ exalted and made known because of that persecution gave them greater confidence. He says, and most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. It's a truism in the Christian life that when you see a brother or sister suffering, and you see the fruit coming out of that suffering, and you see people coming to Christ because of that suffering, it emboldens you in any threat of suffering that you may experience yourself. So I I want you to think about the idea that when you see people suffering for the gospel, that often motivates true believers. I think fake believers think, I don't want to go through that, so I'm going to shut my mouth. I think true believers are emboldened by that. They see there's even going to be purpose in my suffering that's going, to, that's going to lead to the glory of God. I think about this in some small examples and in a rather uh, more well-known example. In a small example, I think of some, a group of people in our church, a small group Bible study in our church, made up of some young families, made up of some older saints. They have determined that part of the time they'll do a Bible study, and then part of their meetings, they'll actually go to a park in town after church on a Sunday, eat lunch, and share the gospel with people who normally, perhaps, they might not associate with. And while they may, there may be some of them that were uncomfortable at the beginning of that, they've started to develop this as a pattern and routine and tell people about Christ. Most recently, in a couple of weeks, one lady that they met came to church and heard the gospel proclaimed. And so I think of their little um, maybe discomfort that they may have had at the beginning and how that's led to a proclamation of the gospel. There was a lady in a park who probably wouldn't have heard the gospel except 
this, that this group came and presented it to, the, to her. Now, some of them, again, might have been uncomfortable with that idea before, but that led to something. It led to someone hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a great example. So it tells me that when I'm uncomfortable in my evangelism, look at what's happened in the fruit of these people's, from the fruit of these people's actions. That's just a little way that I can be encouraged in my sharing of the gospel by seeing some, some little form of suffering that one group has gone through in order to bring the gospel to bear. That encourages me. There's another more well-known example, at least well-known to some, and it's maybe um, uh, more inconvenient or, or more uncomfortable. It was when the, the evangelist George Whitfield in the 1700s would preach the gospel out in the open air. He would preach the gospel in Europe. He came to the United States a number of times, uh, the colonies, and he would preach the gospel. And oftentimes he was met with um, uh, cries of salvation, people crying out in repentance and faith. But sometimes he was met with opposition and persecution. There, there are stories of Whitfield preaching the gospel and people throwing dead cats at him when he would preach the gospel. There are other stories of Whitfield preaching the gospel and people would throw feces at him, animal feces at him, but he kept doing it. And even as he kept doing it and was persecuted, even sometimes had rocks thrown at him, he would preach the gospel and it had an impact. People were being converted um, really in one of the great revivals of human history. So Whitfield going through some discomfort and persecution led to great fruit. And this, when, when I read the account of Whitfield, when I read the biography of Whitfield, I don't read it and go, oh, I don't ever want to go through that, and I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. You read it, and you get fired up. You realize the Lord works through times like that. And if you're jealous for the glory of God, that, that ignites something inside of you. And so I want to say, as a believer who may be um, uh, concerned or, or uh, fearful of sharing the gospel, hear about how people have done it, suffered, and how God has brought fruit out of that suffering. Maybe some suffering in small ways, maybe just little discomfort, or maybe read about heroes of the faith who have been persecuted for the faith and see what the Lord has done through that. It's been said that the seed of the church is, is the blood of the martyrs. When, when the blood is shed, the, the, the church grows and blossoms and thrives. So I would encourage you, believer, Look up to people. Look at look at situations. Read about situations where Christians have suffered and the gospel has gone forth. Maybe ask your pastor for some recommendations on biographies. Maybe think about people in your own life that you know who this has happened to and God has worked through it. But, but think how in Philippians 1, the people in prison, the believers in prison, saw what was happening to Paul. They saw the spread of the gospel because of what was happening to him. And they were, in the words of Paul, much more bold to speak the word without fear. This is sometimes the motivation that we need. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.